episode 186, Evernote Black Hole. This is the Ericast for the week of March 25, 2012. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Hey, I'm back again. Thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, also known as 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. The listener feedback line, which apparently had some, some goofy, quirky problem to it. Uh, Jones are called in or didn't or tried to or not. And I called in to check, and it, it was reverting to the, the default greeting. Um, yeah, I've had that line so long, I really hope it doesn't go away. Um, so please do keep calling and leaving messages, even though if, <laughs> it might not go anywhere or might have a problem with it. But I really, truly do intend to get these podcasts out like weekly, maybe bi-weekly, though I don't know if it's bi-weekly or semi-weekly because, you know, fortnightly, we'll just use that, that term. I really do mean that. I really do. Somehow it just never happens. Life gets in the way, as they say. But I figured I'm going to take a couple minutes and try to bang something together. It's not going to be terribly coherent, but we'll throw in Jonesers' call. Uh, we'll throw in however many dweeb thoughts, things I'd recorded between now and the last last podcast. At least I'm kind of in the monthly category. That's pretty good, sort of. And I was thinking about Evernote. I need some help with somebody who knows how to use Evernote and use it successfully. Because because here's what I'm doing with Evernote. Ever since Yahoo sort of broke delicious by kind of buying it and then kind of killing it, but kind of not, and so kind of whatever. And by the way, I still can't figure out how to search my delicious bookmarks. So I know there are references in there to such and such or this and that, technical terms. But for the life of me, I can't find them and I can't figure out how to search, which makes it all kind of useless. So what I've taken to doing is replacing that with Evernote. And so I'm reading something like, oh, I really want to come back to this. I should look at that later, etc., etc., I'll just mark it, annotate it, whatever Evernote does. I'll, I'll put it into Evernote, right? I never go back. Ever, ever, ever. I just never go back. That's a, a character flaw or something? I don't know what. I just don't go back to look at any of the stuff in there. And part of me wonders if I'm just using it wrong. Um, I have at least one friend who said he used it and used it for like to-do lists but it seems to only really kind of be useful for stuff, in my experience, for things off of web pages, and the web pages that I look at really have nothing to do with to-dos. I just... So please, please help me, and uh, and let me know. If any of you use Evernote, call in and tell me how I'm supposed to be using it. Is there an Evernote for dummies? Um, something I feel like... You know, I don't think Rob listens to this podcast anymore, but it was Rob who introduced me to this, this thing called podcasting in about... January of 2005 and sent me to a link for this guy named Chuck Tomasi over in Appleton, Wisconsin and said, you got to check this out and listen to this and I just didn't get it. I just and At that time, I think Chuck's site was like a subscription site we had to sign up or something. I'm like, well, I, you know, so? So what? I, so the guy's doing some recordings and you log in. I just, it did not, it just, it just didn't click in my brain. It just, I'm like, hey, whatever, you know? And then in March, he re-mentioned it or something or whatever, and, the, and, and Chuck said it changed or whatever it was. Something happened, and the light bulb went on, and I realized this is just cool. 
this is really cool. This is going to radically change my life. In fact, in order to understand how this kind of fits into my life, I'm going to do this regularly and then turn it into semi-regularly and then take really long, awkward breaks and then come back. In the process, I have to beg for my phone number back and, and get it back thanks to the good folks at K7.net and then pledge to be doing this weekly and then fall off that cycle again. I, that's I, What a dream. We'll do it at least through 2012. No, it's not exactly what I thought back in 2005, but point being, it, it, the right pieces of the puzzle fit together in the right way that it actually made sense to me. I'm like, ah, aha, Eureka. That's what I'm waiting for with Evernote and Pinterest, because I don't get Pinterest. I just don't. So if you can't call and tell me anything about Evernote, at least call and tell me what the deal is with Pinterest. I mean, is it like Twitter? Is it like Facebook? But not. Is it, I mean, it just seems like people are clicking on things and saying, this looks cool, that looks cool. But so what? I, why, why, why has Pinterest taken the world by storm? And I'm a little bit bitter about Pinterest because I didn't know about it and someone grabbed on to E.M. Larson. I'm sure she's a wonderful young lady, um, Emily or Elizabeth or some other M. Larson, E.M., you know, M., not like first initial, middle initial, E.M., but M. So I think it's an Emily Larson. So I'm Eric M. Larson on Pinterest, but I've pinned like two things, which is pretty lame. Hmm. Um, speaking of lame, if any of you are into audio production, I know this is a long shot, but I still, I, I hope that I have listeners out there. Um, I need some intros for the uh, Dweeb Thoughts segment. I've got a couple from Matt. Now that we had an early spring here in Minnesota, I can do the why sit in the yard watching the grass grow or whatever it is because our grass is growing, which is nice. As are the seedlings. I didn't mention that I planted seeds. But I'm kind of running out. I mean, I've got those two. I've got the Jason DeRussia thing, and that's about it. So if you do any audio production type stuff... Record me some sort of intro into the dweeb thoughts portion of the segment, and I'll use it. Trust me, I'll use it, because I'll use anything. It's not that I'm desperate. I appreciate what you do. I just trust you, the dedicated listener, that you would have the ability to do something kind of cool, and you'll make it work. So, um, if you're looking for an example of what it is that I'm hoping to get, something more or less kind of sort of like this. Why sit in your yard watching the grass grow when you can listen to this instead? It's Eric Larson's Dweeb Thoughts on the Aircast. I have had a run of cheap technology experiences. And since the Dweeb Thoughts podcast is about techie type stuff, I thought I would mention these because this, this has been sort of interesting. I had a... a I don't even know how to describe how cheap this little MP3 player was, which is funny. In fact, Digital Dan will remember that from the from the, the Aircast days, way back in 2005 when we had our our iRiver MP3 players. It was so cool. It was this device that had a radio in it and could actually play MP3s. You could sync up the MP3s. It was great. It was only like a hundred and some dollars, and it had 256 megs of RAM. Just huge. Oh, yeah, you, you've heard me pontificate on old technologies before, so you know how it goes. And I, I actually threw mine out. One of the few pieces of technology I, I 
thrown out over the years because the play button broke. And once you can't play anything on your MP3 player, it's not, not so good. So a couple years ago, one of, one of the get rich quick people that I keep an eye on had this deal of, I've got all this content and this wonderful special deal and tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you on an MP3 player completely for free, only 13 or $14 shipping. Yeah. Well, I was kind of curious about the content. I was also curious about what the MP3 player was. You know, I can always use a spare one. Um, price was price was fine for that. Um, and I was kind of curious about the marketing thing that he was doing. So I went I went ahead and ordered that. And it was a little MP3 player that was um, a total ripoff clone of one of the Apple ones. Um, one of the nano versions, not the not the stick nano, but the little square one. It's like about an inch square, inch to quarter square. That's what this was. Same buttons, same same clip onto your clothes, same everything. It was a nice little thing. Um, I gave that to Candela, who then promptly lost it. I asked about it recently and found out it's been lost for months. Okay. Maybe if we'd known right away when it was lost, we could have hunted for it, but it's it's only like an inch square, so it could be absolutely anywhere in her room. So I decided let's reorder an MP3 player, that'd be helpful for her. We can recite, you know, spelling words into it, play those back to her, whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a good learning tool for a, a child to have. So off to eBay we went. Those little re- MP3 players, same model, style, whatever, and they sell for about, you know, 10 bucks or so. But then I noticed that for 15 or $16, including shipping straight from Hong Kong or China, you can get an MP3 player, MP3, MP4 player with a screen that will play video and has an FM receiver in it and allegedly did recording, like had a mic in it someplace. Well, that's kind of interesting. So we ordered one of those for Candela and it arrived. And it does. It it's got it. It's got an FM radio in it. It actually does have a a recording option. I have no idea where the mic is. It's got to be just soldered onto the circuit board someplace. There's no appearance of a hole anywhere for a, a mic, but it does pick up audio. Can sync the MP3s onto it. That works fine. The video is great if you run it through their own special recorder. That's a topic for a, another day. But they they convert it into the uh, the AMV format, which is a a strange motion jpeg variant because the deal is 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 the super chintzy uh because oh man is it you know we'll talk about that the the really cheap mp3 players don't have a lot of of power to decompress video so you need a very simple video format so they don't have to do much work to display it and that's what this is it's like 128 by 128 pixels i think the resolution is and it's basically motion jpeg but it works i did it 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 plays, but oh, I'm beginning to to have a better appreciation for the Apple fit and finish of products because it is amazing, amazing, amazing how chintzy these things are. Uh, I suspect a button's going to fall off of it within the next couple of days or something. It's just unbelievable, but it does actually work. So in the context of paying, you know, hundred and some dollars or whatever for an iRiver not that many years ago. The fact that, you know, 16 bucks shipped to your door from China um, to get all this stuff, uh, four gigs of RAM, um, flash, flash memory in it, so you can, um, you can store as many songs as you want. And it actually does seem to work. We had thought about, well, I had thought, there's no we, uh, 
majestically. I had thought, gee, wouldn't that be interesting to use as sort of like a uh, a premium type thing? Uh, if you were doing a, a seminar, you could say, hey, for everybody who comes, we're going to give you this this MP3 player that's going to be preloaded with the content that we're talking about. Uh, you can put documents on it. It actually does display text files as part of like the lyrics path in there. Um, a couple of you know, training videos, whatever. But then I realized it's sort of like when Ruth and I, back in our pre-kids days, um, did timeshare presentations for sport. We'd kind of go to build our sales resistance and things. And they'd give us, uh, you know, hey, you get this you get this cheap watch and you get whatever and you get a $50 gift certificate to Outback Restaurant and we'll give you this three-day, two-night vacation to whatever. Well, those never worked out. I don't, we never took one. I just, it, there's always the, you know, not valid on, you know, days of the week that, you know, have the letter Y in them and, you know, not valid during full moons. It just, there was, it just wouldn't, was never, never something that you could uh, successfully cash in. And we mentioned that during one of them. When the sales guy was talking about this, and we said, well, you know, that never, these really are pretty lame. <laughs> they don't, this is not, this is not something that, that is, is uh, a very enticing vacation package. And he said, oh, well, we don't handle that. That's not ours. That's, you know, that's a different company. And Ruth and I explained to him, yes, but you are trying to sell your vacation extravaganza and to entice us into listening to that, you're giving us a different vacation extravaganza. You know it's a different company. I know it's a different company. But really, the appearance kind of is you're in the same business, et cetera. And if this free thing is so lousy, that doesn't give us much confidence in your product. Fair enough. It's kind of the reality of the perception, isn't it? So... Having seen how really, really cheap these uh, these little sixteen dollar players are, maybe that's not the best idea to give away as part of a seminar workshop thing. But perfect for giving to your eight year old who's going to run around in the yard listening to her music or whatever. Um, if it gets dropped, damaged, destroyed, spontaneously breaks apart into several pieces. Not not, not going to bother me too much because it wasn't too great from the start. But kind of kind of fun. Um, I will since the, since the dweeb thoughts are supposed to be little bite sized thoughts. I will leave that there. I won't even mention my CVS pharmacy experience. Yes, you can buy electronics there. I won't mention the little TV DVD combo for twenty bucks. I really won't mention the lookbook. Yes, I have entered the world of knockoff ebook readers. Uh, I will save that for a, another Dweeb Thoughts update. You know, as you know, I am a, uh, maybe you don't know, but if you didn't know now, you'll know. Most of you do probably know that I am professionally employed in instructional technology. Not just information technology, but instructional technology, given that I work at a, an academic institution. And for the 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 big buzz right now is lecture capture and the flipped classroom. The flipped classroom in ten words or less is put your lectures online and then when you gather the students up in class, uh, use that uh, in what this is not ten words or less, is it? Um, traditionally is uh, the homework time. You know, you, old style, you lecture in class and you send the kids home to wrestle with stuff on their own. 
Well, why not do it the opposite way? Put your lectures online so they can view them at home and play them as many times as they want. And then when they get to class, you can kind of all work together and say, okay, you know, who had problems with, you know, question number three and what do you think the answer is and let's work it out together with the instructor in the room so you can kind of hash that out. So that then says, well, what are easy ways to do lecture capture? Um, and we've been working on a concept of a, pre of a presentation. And the most interesting question starting with that is, how do you define lecture capture? Because just like podcasting, I tend to have a very, very rigid, d distinct, traditional, um, conservative view of a podcast being an MP3 delivered through an RSS feed with an enclosure tag. So, you know, throwing your real player file on the web is is not a podcast. Well, in the same way, I, a true lecture capture for me would mean putting some sort of recording device into a classroom and recording the classroom lecture. And the thesis of this presentation was why mess around with trying to do that with video when you can just do it with audio and do that really, really well. But you know what's interesting is the video side is getting even easier these days. So part of me wonders, are we at the point where we don't even need to make a distinction and just do it with video? It's still harder, though. I still think we've got a year or two before uh, video recording and capture and distribution becomes as easy as it is on the audio side. That's a long, that'll probably be a podcast for another day, a full, full, full on podcast about that. But the other question is, what if you want to do like a micro lecture? I just want to record something and throw it on YouTube. How do we do that now? I used to do that with the Aircast, remember back in the day? And it was a, a video camera, you know, 720 by 480 resolution at home, edit it in Windows Movie Maker, do the upload, etc. But now you can just upload straight into video with recording. You can do uh, straight upload straight into video, upload video straight into YouTube with re uh, just recording it through the Flash interface there. And my goodness, with an iPhone, I think I could probably do almost anything now. I don't know which tool to use, but I'm betting there's a simple way to just do video capture right off of this, and then we're then we're done. Maybe I don't know. So I'm going to have to play with that. If you have any suggestions, let me know, 206-339-3742, the usual listener feedback line. Send in an email to eric at ericast.com. Track me down somewhere. Um, you remember when I was talking about kick, Q-I-K? I'm assuming it was pronounced kick and not quick because there's no U in it. So I that QIC tool um, off the BlackBerry, well, which was kind of awkward. And Well, I managed to get a 10-second clip out, and here's the tiny resolution, and we'll convert it through Posturus or whatever. I think on the iPhone, video sharing is a whole lot easier. I can say that and feel awkward about it because, as you know, the iPhone's new to me. I also feel a little bit awkward in general about talking about technology, basically saying, well, the technology universe is whatever I have in my hand, pocket, or office. So now that I have an iPhone, I can talk about the iPhone. That feels a little strange, but that is kind of how it goes in the whole technology, society, social connection. So uh, let me know what you think about the video capture thing. And someday, here's a note to Chad, remind me of this particular thing so we don't have to figure out what it was you're going to remind me of. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the use of audio versus video and the pedagogy of you know, one over the other. Uh, there are all sorts of reasons why you might pick one tool or, or the other. But um, just from a technology standpoint, let me know uh, 
what you think about your opinions are on the audio and video recording, particularly using the iPhone as a tool. And now, back to the Ericast. So I mentioned that we had a call from Joneser. I literally don't know what any... I've not played it yet. I, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it in here, and uh, let's take a listen to what our, our collection of Joneser-related stuff is. Hey, Eric. This is uh, Joneser. I uh, tried to call the Ericast hotline. Is it a hotline? I don't know. But uh, when I do call that number that I've had stored in my phone for about four years now, um, I get, uh, I don't get your voice. I get, leave your facts now, or at the beep, leave a message, which it's not really your voice, so I'm not sure what's going on there. So um, I'm going to send you this file. I'm recording it on my phone on a new voice app that I have or recording app that I have. And uh, it sounds much better than leaving a message on the phone. So I'm going to do it this way. And uh, so anyway, um, just commenting about your life keys and David Stark. Um, he used to be a pastor at my old church. Uh, so he was there for about three years. Um, we no longer go to that church, but uh, he and he's been busy doing other things. But um, he was a really good speaker. But uh, we went to the life key session, and I really never landed on anything I didn't already know. So, um, but uh, you've been sitting here trying to figure out what it is that you are. You know, you you know your INTP, but I have your other four letters for you. Um, so the other four letters you are are um, they are E R I C. So just some food for thought. I think you should stick with that. All right, we'll talk to you later. Hasta la vista. Bye-bye. Well, that is clever, Joneser. That is clever, the E-R-I-C thing. Remember, did, did any of you do that, like, in, what was it, grade school, junior high, where you'd, you'd have some something that represents each letter? You know, you write the name vertically, and then I'm entertaining, realistic, interesting, and, you know, crappy. I don't know what this What would the C be? Um... Cheerful, creative, cunning. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, it's, it's E-R-I-C. Very convenient for the listener feedback line that no longer has my voice on. So I've got to try to figure out how to re-record that. Maybe it came back. I mean, I'm assuming it was just some weird little quirk or something because uh, I left a test message for myself and it did actually come through. But, yeah, I got that same leave your facts now thing. So my, my custom greeting is gone. I don't know why. Anyway, yeah, small world. Um, I forget the name of the church offhand. I could look it up. That um, whoops, that uh, David Stark was at. Uh, and yeah, so small world. We're still going through the life keys thing. In some ways, that's kind of good. I mean, I would argue that even applies to a lot of of um, spiritual things. If you start going to a new church and you've learned all these radical things that completely contradict the last church you were going to. Well, one of those is probably not teaching the truth because it should all kind of kind of jibe with itself or whatever. So, in theory, a life keys type presentation should resonate with you, not, you know, wow, this is just radical and I never had any clue that I was that kind of person that might be a sign that something's not quite right. So, it's good that uh, it did kind of resonate with you. The question is, what do you actually do with that? You know, how do you then take it and live it up? So, sort of cool. Um, but yes, thank you for the call. Actually, thank you for the, the voice app, which you can certainly do. Um, 
best bet is to email it to eric at ericast.com. It will probably make it through all the pipes of the internet and, and get to me intact. Uh, Jonesy's call was four megabytes. That's starting to get a little bit big for email, but you know, should work. So do that. Do that. Anyway, I think I'm going to call it an episode. So thank you for listening. That listener feedback line, that may or may not work, 206-339-3742. Easier to remember is the 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. Give me a call and let me know what the E-R-I-C should stand for. Come up with a few options there. You can do it. I know you can. Uh, cheer me on with uh, whatever topics you're kind of interested in. I've, I was just reading PDFs on my lookbook today, so maybe that will be an upcoming topic is... is Cheap and chintzy ebook readers might be an interesting thing to approach because it was actually kind of kind of fun. Um, don't know. Anyway, let me know what you think. And until next week, I'm going to say that I, I know it might be till next month or you know until summer or something. But I'm going to as as always because I'm hopeful. I'm going to say until next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.